Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 8. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Numbers chapter 15, verses 32 through 41. While all the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and said, and to all the congregation. They put him in custody because it had not been made clear what should be done to him. And the Lord said to Moses, The man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, as the Lord commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the people of Israel, and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations, and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each corner. And it should be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord, to do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all your commandments, and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 17. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one who loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which you have all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, let your drooping hands, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, and make straight the path for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it may be many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, 
when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Good morning and welcome to the 11th Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 103, Numbers 15, and Hebrews 12. And there's some difficult texts. Um, there's, uh, and I also have to, uh, it's worth mentioning that recently Salman Rushdie, who wrote the Satanic Verses, um, he was recently stabbed and is recovering. And I say that because what we make Holy Scripture uh, then remakes us. Um, and what I mean by that is that these texts are text, texts, these texts are texts. <laughs> um, they are inspired. I don't like I've I never really th- maybe I did when I was a kid. I thought like God like wrote this stuff. Um, but that's kind of that, that didn't work. The more I wanted to mature spiritually, the more I realized that that was a really thin and um, shallow understanding of faith. Like God did not write the Bible that I have on my shelf. Maybe, maybe he was working in the person or the very small group of people who first composed them. Um, But like to think that the word of God exists in an English Bible 2,000 years after they were, you know, composed is like, mm, that's a stretch. I say the Salman Rushdie thing because I haven't read the Satanic Verses, and I know it's controversial. Um, You know, perhaps as controversial as like drawing Muhammad in a cartoon or something. Like what we make of, of these holy texts make us. Um, and I think there's a very real danger of um, Bible, making an idol of the Bible, Bible idolatry, bibliodolatries, I don't know, whatever. Um, and so I say that with these readings, um, the very first one in Numbers, when a Sabbath breaker is executed, like Christians have in the New Testament, this test that the religious establishment said, ah, he is gathering food. He was uh, harvesting wheat on the Sabbath. Um, he should be put to death. And if you worship the text, that is a perfectly reasonable rationale. But there's a reason for it. And so the the one way I read it was, um, it's in Numbers. Uh, they They are not in the promised land. Like, this is the... The training ground where everything is is kind of ratcheted up like basic training like there are all these rules and they're gonna yell at you and they're gonna make you do push-ups maybe they'll slam you on the fucking helmet at the rifle range like that doesn't happen at regular units that doesn't happen at regular units it's not supposed to but when you're trying to learn something um there's learning something and it becoming a habit so that it can become a habit is different from the situations in which that habit is called for. For example, basic training, right? It's not combat, but there are clear 
I mean, I I joined before the coal was bombed. I joined before 9-11. Like, there's no combat. There hadn't been for like 10 years. But the point of the military or one of the main functions of the military is to be prepared to enforce our policy here and abroad. If you look in little, you know, actual federal law. And so we weren't going to combat. We weren't in combat. But it was, there are, the, the stakes are different in training. The stakes are lower, but to acquire the habits necessary to survive in combat, the stakes are, are made higher, are like, you know, uh, synthetically high, I suppose you could say. And that's the way I read uh, this part in numbers. They're not in the promised land. They're still in training. And you need to remember, like, why do we not work on the Sabbath has already been explained, but now we need to we need to practice the consequences for breaking that. Um, and in con- I mean, basic, is scaring the shit out of you or smoking you. Right? You're not going to die, but you're going to be smoked. Um, in the training ground for God in the desert in the wilderness, the stakes are manufactured. They're they're synthetically high, and I I personally think that the the people who are devoted to destruction, the, the towns, Akan, who violated that, and even the the unnamed man who's gathering sticks, like, I don't think they're in what we would call hell. I, I just don't think they are. Um, and I, I'll say that for another time. Um, because right after this, we get the tassels on the garments. Okay, here's this synthetically high consequence for a rule, for something that I'm, I'm trying to train you on. And, okay, you need a, you need a learning aid. You need you know, a ribbon around your finger to remind you the thing that you've just learned and have seen the, the synthetically high consequence for. So we're going to put blue tassels on your garments, and you're going to remember all of the, the commandments. Because remember, one of the commandments was, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, right? Don't do your normal shit on the Sabbath day. And that's the important thing is to learn that and to embody it. And in training... In basic training and in the wilderness, the stakes are are inflated so that that lesson is learned. So that later, you've learned that lesson and you just, you you remember it, right? So you remember like weapon stuff. You you learn to have respect for a weapon because the drill sergeant is going to beat you on the fucking helmet if you put your finger on the goddamn uh, trigger well and you're not supposed to. Or if you have a magazine in or if, God forbid... You have a round in the chamber. You don't know what the fuck you're doing and pointing your muzzle everywhere. Like, <coughs> they will drag you out of your fucking foxhole and kick you 13 times in the helmet and tell you to go and, and fail you on top of that. Like, would that happen in combat? No. That would not happen in combat. But you have to learn the the terms and the, the, the environment in which you will be in. You have to train higher than the standard, right? No one's going to hit you in the helmet in combat. But if you're stupid with your weapon, you're going to hurt someone. You might hurt yourself. Uh, you might hurt a battle buddy. And not only will you then have the consequences of like a court-martial, but you'll also feel you know, guilty for that. You'll, you'll absorb guilt for it. So this, that's how I make sense of this, is that um, the, the, the stakes when God or when anybody's trying to teach you something are higher than when they will be in a real-world environment. Um, and the 
the texts of terror, the, the satanic verses like, there are some that if you take straight literally, if or the, what did the feminist scholars call them? Uh, horror, texts of horror. I can't remember. But it, and it made me think of it because it's talking about sons this and fathers that and discipline and everything like that we could use gender neutral language like there are women who are children of God. Um, and I think the composer of Hebrews was not speaking exclusively of men and sons. I think the, the composer took for granted that like this is how we speak of the human community. It's like mankind is, you know, everybody takes for granted that means all people, but it can also allow us to believe that in fact women are not all people because look, it's a gendered noun, right? And so I think there's a danger, a very serious danger of taking these texts too literally um, that um, turns into a kind of idolatry that doing good scriptural interpretation and spiritual maturing requires a certain amount of distance from the text because the text is not God. That the text helps us see God and understand God, but is not God. Um, and to apply what it says literally um, is going to run you into some problems. In fact, it may even undo the kinds of things that God wants us to be learning and doing and being. And so back to Jesus when he's, you know, uh, uh, going to be strung up for like collecting wheat. I think he used the example of David when his troop, when his unit was starving in the desert being pursued by Solomon, they too harvested wheat. And would they have been killed? Like, let's step back and think about this. Let's think about what we are supposed to be learning, the means through which God or others helped us to learn those things, but then not mistake the forest for the trees by saying that what happened in training is what is supposed to happen or what will happen and how things are supposed to be applied. The purpose is the lesson. And I think this is what Paul gets into in his dichotomy between the law and the gospel. Uh, the gospel is what we are being trained for. The law is being used to train us, but don't worship the law. Don't expect that um, everything is going to go exactly how we thought it looked like in the past because it won't. You'll be disappointed because evil men will prosper. Um, good men will uh, be killed. And it is because we have failed to learn these things, not because we have failed to do the things that we were told we were supposed to do, but because the formation that's supposed to happen, character formation, uh, spiritual formation, it hasn't taken and so don't mistake, don't try and apply these concepts. You know, don't try and like train someone on weapon safety in combat. It's too late. It's too late. Um, and that's why I say, you know, don't forget, the, don't miss the forest for the trees. Don't worship the law. Don't worship these texts. Worship God. And remember that these texts help us to get to God, but they are not themselves God. A prayer for courts of justice from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who sits in the throne judging right, we humbly beseech you to bless the courts of justice and the magistrates in all this land, and give unto them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that they may discern the truth and impartially administer the law in the fear of you alone. 
through him who shall come to be our judge, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.